Hello, and thank you for joining us. I'm Ryan Russett, here to welcome you to a brand new season of No Place I'd Rather Be, the podcast about St. John's University basketball and the legacy of Minnesota's all-time wins leader, Coach Jim Smith. A couple of quick programming notes before we begin. We still have all of the same great content as last year, just a slightly different look. Our new segment, On the Court, which you'll hear today, brings you the latest in Johnny basketball as we get weekly in-season updates from head coach Pat McKenzie, assistant coaches, and players. The same amazing access we had to start each episode last season, but now a standalone segment published every Wednesday for those who want to keep their fingers on the pulse of Johnny basketball. And every Friday, we'll dive deep into the rich history of teams and players that make the St. John's University basketball program one of one with our regularly scheduled program. And of course, we'll keep bringing you our fast break episodes, which feature a closer look at many of the indomitable individuals intertwined into the fabric of Collegeville. So without further ado, let's toss it over to Johnny's head coach, Pat McKenzie, with host Tom Connell and John Russett for our inaugural episode of On the Court. Hey, good morning, Pat. Morning, how we doing? Yeah, great. Doing, Happy Monday. We're doing well, yeah. Good. Thanks for joining us. We've got four games under the belt, two-game win streak. Tell us uh, what you're seeing. I'm excited. I I, I like our group. Um, I think we're we're you can kind of see us growing every day, which I think from a coaching standpoint is fun. You know, we're, we're, we've totally revamped the offense, which, you know, some of that's going to take time, which we knew coming in. And, and I think, you know, game by game, practice by practice, you're seeing, you know, just a better flow um, guys understanding, you know, where shots are going to show up. And, and so I'm, I'm excited about, you know, where, where we can go. And I would think under normal circumstances, you know, if you're sitting at two and two, you, 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 I'd, I'd typically be in a, you know, more desolate spot than I am currently. We've, we've had some injuries, um, you know, some key pieces that really haven't had a chance to practice. And so I, I especially think once we kind of get fully healthy and, and, you know, I think we, we got a chance to, you know, to, to continue to get better, which, which is exciting. You talk a little more about that revamping of the offense. Okay, first of all, why, right? And then, you know, what kind of differences in, in approach, you know, we'll see this year from the team? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought coming into the season, we thought, you know, we had a lot coming back at the guard position and, and had some depth there and some talent. And, you know, in years past, we've we've run more of a, a two-post offense and, and kind of run a lot through our, our four and our five and and played a little slower to, to, to play through those guys and just felt like, you know, a, a, a real strength of this year's group was, you know, our talent at, at the guard and, and the depth there, at least we thought we had some. And so trying to play more through that, um, get up and down the floor a little quicker than we have in years past to hopefully find some early ones because I think we have guys that can shoot and are skilled. So we can, we can maybe uh, play at a faster tempo and, and, and still make good decisions and, and get clean looks. And, um, you know, that was the, th- the thought process behind it. We'll see if it pays yeah. off. Yeah. 
Okay. So is is there been, you know, has it affected your approach defensively? Not having the bigs that you've had in the most recent yeah, years. Yeah, it has. I mean, it has. I, I think you've seen, you know, now, I mean, that's the other thing. We, we, we've played, I think, as of today, you know, by certain metrics, we have the, we've played the t- second toughest schedule in the country to date. Um, you know, you've seen early on, we, we've gotten, I, th- I thought, beat up on the offensive glass. Um, and, and I thought we were going to be better than that, to be honest with you. I, I thought we'd be a little better on the boards than we've been early. Part of that is who we played, though, and that's part of why we've done it, schedule that way, is knowing we're going to get exposed. And, mm-hmm. and you play good teams, they're going to show you what you need to work on. And that's been the case for sure. We, we've, you know, seen some areas that, that you know, we needed to clean up, and I, I think our, you know, obviously we're working on that. What have you seen in the last couple of games, maybe that you didn't see? Um, you've got some pretty significant bench performance in that Carlton game, right? You got 31 points off the bench. Pretty amazing. Yeah, again, I mean, I mean, we've got guys that that, that could easily be starting. I mean, that are playing well enough, practicing well enough, and and you know, you try not to get, and hopefully, our guys don't get too caught up in that. We've got a lot of, like I said, we have confidence in in a lot of guys that are coming in off the bench, trying to play more guys, again, playing a, a faster tempo. So hopefully, um, you know, towards the end of games, looking to, and, and by the end of the season, you know, that depth may be wearing some people down a little bit when you can keep coming in waves. And, and and yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing, though, has been defensively. I mean, you know, at Eau Claire, we were we were awful. And and just uh, part of that's due to them, but we we I think we're letting some struggles offensively dictate you know our engagement defensively, and and even that first half at Carlton we were you know sleepwalking, and and some of that was that's our fourth game in six days. There's a lot of reasons for it. But the fact of the matter is we weren't guarding, and and then you saw in that second half. I mean, the, to me, the difference was we we were just engaged, had some urgency on the defensive end of the floor, and you know shown I think we can be pretty good when we're you know, when we're locked in. How's the league shaping up? You know, typical year for the MIAC where anybody can beat anybody on any given night. Yeah, I think so. That's the ultimate coach talk, right? Um, yeah. But it, I think it is true. Uh, you know, certainly the last few years, you're seeing whoever the bottom of the the league is, is, is a lot better than it used to be. And so, um, you know, if you don't show up, there's a good chance you're going to get beat um, by, by anybody. So it, it should be another, you know, exciting year of, of conference play. Uh, kind of an odd question, or maybe not. Rule changes. What rule changes this year um, might have an impact, you know, on how the game is played? You know, they're trying to that, – that secondary defender – Stepping in to take a charge, I think, is is maybe the big one. Um, I, it, that's going to be, I think, hard to do. I mean, you have to be, you got to be over there. You got to be, set. yeah. You got to be set. Yeah, and and I mean, more so. You know, you've always, in theory, had to be set. But it it, I mean, I think it's going to be really hard to pick up a charge. You know, rotating over on the backside. I think they're just trying to make that a an easy call and and just clean up that block charge debate. Um, so that I think is, uh, you, you even see it in practice. We're trying to crack that habit of, you know, you're going to have to go up, get vertical and try to contest straight up versus, 
rotating over to to take a charge. Yeah. And um, you know, I mean, you these kids have spent the last, you know, their entire lives, 18 years of rotating over to take a charge. And now now you got to work on the rotation and then um, you know, getting vertical and, and jumping straight up. I, I would say that would be the big one that might might impact the game. I asked that question on behalf of all of us that spent most of the last weekend on the couch watching college basketball <laughs> there you and go. hearing about this, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's come up on, on a lot of those, uh, in a lot of those games uh, from commentators. Yeah. Well, keep yeah. doing great work, Pat. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're appreciate you. No, thanks for uh, doing this. And I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Yeah. All right, great. Pat. All right, guys. We'll thanks. Talk to you. Have a great day. And that was St. John's head basketball coach Pat McKenzie with Tom Connell and John Russett. Thank you to Coach McKenzie for taking the time to talk some ball with the boys. Speaking of, don't forget to cheer on the Johnnies in person or in spirit as they take on St. Mary's tonight, Wednesday, November 29th, for their home opener and then shift their focus to Hamlin for a 3 p.m. tip Saturday. Both games right here at Sexton Arena in Collegeville. Can't be there in person? No problem. Watch or listen to all the exciting live action of Johnny Basketball right on their website at gojohnnies.com. This season of No Place I'd Rather Be is brought to you by the Sexton Family Foundation helping usher in the next generation of leaders and six-man enterprises, creating a state of readiness. Thank you for believing in this project. Be sure to keep those dials tuned to Benchwarmers Media this Friday, December 1st, when we take you back to bask in all the late 70s glory with Frank Wachlerowitz for the conclusion of our two-part conversation. If you haven't, head back and listen to part one which wrapped up our first season. You can listen to all of season one and current episodes on your favorite podcast app or at our website at benchwarmersmedia.com. No Place I'd Rather Be is a Benchwarmers Media production in association with Nine Pines Podcasts. I'm Ryan Russell. Thanks for listening. Hey, hey, hey.